You say you opened the door of the sitting room to find the lady of the house on the floor, her dress covered in blood. You'd been asked to refill the coal bin on your return from your day out and had gone up there to do so. Mr. McBride glanced down at the notes on his bench. That day was the 7th of July, the middle of the afternoon in the middle of summer, quite the warmest day anyone could remember the newspapers reported. A bit too warm for a fire, wouldn't you say? Jacko blinked. Well, I... The nights were still nippy, I remember that. Yes, of course, bloody English weather. Begging your pardon, your lordship. People tittered. The judge scowled. Please get on with it, Mr. McBride. You say in your statement that you saw quite a lot of blood, Mr. McBride said, not missing a beat. On the sofa, on the floor, smeared on the door panels and on the doorknob. That's right. Jacko put his hand to his heart. Gave me a turn, it did. So you fled the room and went down to the kitchen, where you saw the accused wearing an apron stained with blood. She says she got the blood on her because she thought she'd help out the cook by stuffing the chickens for dinner. The chickens were still a bit bloody and she wiped her hands on her apron, correct? It's what she said, yeah. Now I need your help, Mr. Small. I must ask you a very important question, so think hard. Was there any blood smeared on the doorknob of the door to the back stairs? Jacko blinked again. He obviously hadn't rehearsed this question. Um, I don't think so. I can't be sure, don't remember. I was, you know, in a state. But you remember distinctly the blood on the doorknob in the sitting room. You were quite poetic about it. More titters. Jacko looked flustered. What the devil was McBride doing? Bertie's gloved hand tightened on the railing. He was supposed to be proving Ruthie did it, not that Jacko lied, which Jacko had, of course, but how did Mr. McBride know that? Besides, it wasn't his job to expose Jacko. Bertie knew from experience that courtrooms had procedures everyone followed to the letter. It was as if Mr. McBride had stepped on stage and started playing the wrong part. Was there blood on the doorknob to the backstairs door? Mr. McBride repeated, his deep voice growing stern. Um, yeah, Jacko said. Yeah, now that I recall it, there was. Another big smudge like in the sitting room. I had to touch it to open it. It were awful. A few of the jury shifted in their seats in sympathy. Except there wasn't, Mr. McBride said. Eh? Jacko started. What you mean? The door to the back stairs, or the green baize door as it is also known, had a broken panel. It had been taken away since it was a quiet day to be mended. There was no door that day, not for you to open, nor for the maid to smear blood on. Oh. Jacko opened and closed his mouth. Well, I don't really remember, do I? I was, what you call it, agitated. Though you remember in exact detail the placement of every item and every blood stain in the sitting room. The accused says she didn't see you at all that day, and never knew about her employer's death until the police arrived. I'm going to suggest you went nowhere near the kitchen, and never saw the accused. I suggest you left the sitting room and the house entirely, returned later, found the police there, saw them taking away the accused and her bloody apron, and came up with the story about seeing her. Jacko looked worried now. Yeah, and why'd I come back if I'd killed the old bitch? The judge looked pained. Mr. McBride's eyes took on a hard light. You knew that if you disappeared entirely, you'd be screaming your guilt. 
I suggest you left to dispose of the silver and returned as though you'd been gone all day, and never did I suggest, Mr. Small, that you committed the murder. Rustling and muttering filled the courtroom. The judge looked annoyed. Mr. McBride, do I have to remind you that the witness is not on trial? No, he's not, Mr. McBride agreed. Not yet. Another round of laughter. Jacko's face was shiny with sweat, although it was nippy in here on this winter day. I am finished with the witness, your lordship. In my summing up, I will be putting the case that what we have here is not a conniving young woman who killed her employer, smeared blood all over the room, and then remained quietly in the kitchen with an apron covered with the same blood, and, I might add, no time to dispose of the missing silver. I am instead going to put forth my belief that another person must have had much better opportunity and strength to commit the crime, and that we are coming dangerously close to a miscarriage of justice. Perhaps your lordship would like to retire briefly and...